You're listening to episode 13 of the Practice Brave podcast. Welcome to the Practice Brave podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Battles, a strength and conditioning coach and the founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism. The Practice Brave podcast brings you the relatable, trustworthy, and transparent health and fitness information you're looking for when it comes to coaching, being coached, and transitioning through the variables of motherhood and womanhood. If you're a pregnant or postpartum athlete or a coach working with this population, this show is specifically designed for you. All right, let's get started. This episode of the Practice Brave podcast is brought to you by Strength.com and their line of sports nutrition products built by Strength. One of the things I love about this company is that all of Built by Strength products are clean, natural, and NSF certified for sport, meaning they are third-party tested to ensure that what's listed on the nutritional panel is only what's in the product and nothing more. This is true of less than 1% of the supplements that are out there today. Even better, these products are safe for pregnancy and breastfeeding. You can learn more about our sponsor at www.briannabattles.com backslash built by strength. Hey guys, welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. Today, I'm going to talk to you about pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches. So pregnancy and postpartum athleticism is an online certification for coaches and practitioners or people that are looking to become coaches. I have so many different athletes that I've worked with or just connected with on social media that are like, hey, I want to become who I needed or coaches look and they say, oh my gosh, I realize that there's such a need for this in my community. I have so many different pregnant athletes or people that are thinking about becoming pregnant. And so when all of this started, I never envisioned that it would turn into what it actually has. And so obviously that's, this is one of the things I'm most proud of in my business because my belief is I can use my voice as much as I possibly can to reach as many people as I can from my platform but it's still not going to have the impact that one coach can have in their community alone because a coach has such a bigger reach than just one person. So a coach can influence an athlete and impact their life in a way that keeps on giving. And that's really what I'm so grateful to have seen come to fruition with this curriculum and being implemented in gyms and different practices movement practices all over the world. I'm, I just, I really can't believe what it's turned into. So I launched it originally in May of 2017. I was very pregnant. I was moving. My son broke his arm. Like all these things literally happened on the day that we launched. It was a total hot mess. And I didn't have a true, like I really didn't have a true business established yet. I was learning everything as I was going, totally flying solo. But I knew that I needed to take my experience as a coach, as an athlete, and as a mom who has just like, who immersed myself in this entire experience, connecting as many dots as possible into curriculum so that at least coaches knew what to do and could help athletes so that there was less of the sentiment of, I wish I would have known, or why didn't my coach tell me? I figured, hey, why not? I'm going to put out this information see if anybody is receptive to it and just see where it goes. And it was immediately successful. And I just, I sat there and I cried. Like when I watched people actually buy it, I just, I sat there and I cried and I could not believe that all of this work and all of the struggle that that whole year had been for me was, was actually paying off and that this was going to get out into the world 
in a lot of different ways. And while that was also very kind of stressful, it really affirmed that, yes, this is exactly what I need to be doing and how I need to be using my brain and my heart and my voice and my community is to just keep building awareness and education and trust among so many different fitness pursuits and interests and different educational backgrounds. So as of right now, we have close to 800 coaches around the world that are pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches. I hope that number continues to grow. There's so much good work being done in different communities around the world. And I've tried to make it as accessible as possible where it's all online and it's self-paced. We do have some guidelines for like, if you want to knock it out in 45 days, we sort of have a game plan that you can go off of, but obviously you can go through it really quickly or you can take your time and life happens. You go through it as needed, but there are 10 modules and it really ranges from like basic anatomy and physiology to coaching, programming, how to actually write a program and things to consider to pregnancy exercise considerations, pelvic health, core considerations, because everyone knows that a huge part of needing awareness in the fitness community is recognizing that women's bodies are going through a significant transformation and we have to adjust our training and how we're coaching in order to accommodate these changes and considerations. So we talk all about that, obviously reintegrating postpartum, what programming looks like that, and all the motherhood considerations that influence that from mental health to sleep to nutrition and also then into how do I actually implement this? Because it's, it's really easy to get excited and be like, oh my gosh, I am so passionate. I can't wait to do this. And then when it comes to actually implementing, it's like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to run a business. I don't want to have a business. Um, you know, like so many different experiences within that. And so I dedicated a couple of modules to saying, this is how you can implement it. And here are some resources to actually put this into action. And what makes this course really critical is that, or really, I guess that really sets it apart is I've brought in experts in their given field. I am not an expert on all things women's health or fitness and things like that. I had to bring in people to support me. I don't know everything, but I certainly know somebody who knows something about different topics. And I want to be a great source of what it looks like to have a, a complementary team. And that's what I've done by bringing in different professionals to this space to contribute to this course. So different interviews and things like that, it just adds added context to the conversations that we're having and need to have with the different pregnant and postpartum women, but in a way that keeps me within my scope of practice and really just like what I'm good at, what I, what I'm passionate about. I want to speak to those things. And then the things that I'm not as knowledgeable on, then I want to bring in the people and ask the questions that you and I both probably have. And so that's what I've tried to do with the curriculum aspect of this course. And I'm really like so grateful because the people that have contributed, which is truly, I think like over 30 30 contributors. They are all receptive to sharing and connecting and answering questions from different pelvic floor physical therapists to strength and conditioning coaches to uh, mental health therapists to even an attorney who's in there answering questions and really helping and supporting our community. So I, it's really been great to create such a team 
among the pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches and the people who helped create this curriculum. So my main goal with creating this was bridging the gap between the extreme and generic messaging and recommendations that all of us of coaches as coaches have given to pregnant and postpartum women. I know that years ago before I was really doing, had anything to do with coaching pregnant and postpartum women, which I never thought I would ever, ever, ever (laughs) end up doing it. Zero interest in that until I actually became that person. But I think it's easy as coaches to give those generic recommendations because we don't, we don't want to overstep a lot of the times, or we just go off of what we think is right versus what we should know is right. The athletes that we coach, they deserve more context. And so to play off of that point, an athlete is a person who is pursuing fitness across a spectrum of interest and ability. I think a lot of people are like, well, I don't really coach athletes. So I don't know if like your brand and message and curriculum is right for me. And I want to tell you right now that aspects of our life, our fitness, our activities of daily living, motherhood, whatever that might be, these are all athletic endeavors. We need our body to work with us through different chapters. And we need coaches that can understand and prescribe accordingly to wherever the person they're interacting with is at in that process. They should be able to coach a very high level athlete, someone who wants to make a run for the Olympics. Because I have had so many different physical therapists reach out to me and say, hey, I have this really high level athlete and I don't know what to do with them. So if we can collaborate and the practitioner has a little bit more context and maybe can work with a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, that's like the perfect opportunity. That's something I get to do a lot with the clients that I work with. But also, if I could work with an Olympian, I have to be able to work with a mom who needs to put the stroller in the back of her SUV and move it in a way that doesn't hurt her back or aggravate symptoms. I need to be able to help her and be able to have this top-down approach. And so that's what I have tried to convey to the different people who have gone through this curriculum is we can coach a variety. We can coach up and we can coach down and we can coach everything in between. You're going to be versatile in your application, taking the foundations of these considerations and then applying them individually. So how is this curriculum being implemented? We have such a variety of people who go through this course that it's being used in a lot of different ways, depending on the community and environment that the coaches are in. So a lot of people are coaching a small group class or they're coaching at maybe their local CrossFit class, but now they have more context for the one or two athletes in their class that are pregnant or coming back from having the baby and trying to you know, find their rhythm again. So in whether it's like a pregnancy and postpartum specific class, a women's specific class, or just a group fitness class in general, we have coaches that are able to run that really confidently. And that has been really great to see this message and information because pregnancy is temporary, but postpartum is forever. So a lot of us might have somebody who had a baby 20 years ago in our class and like no one's ever asked her about like the symptoms that she might be experiencing or why she doesn't want to do double unders or why running really bothers her, whatever it might be. And we can provide some strategies that help because women's bodies change through different chapters of life. And we need coaches that get that and know how to help instead of just like, again, giving generic recommendations or just leaving it to them to figure it out on their own. I really believe that coaches are helpers and we want to fix and we want to make a difference. 
And with that, we need just more context around how to actually fix versus what you think you need to do. And I, I mean, that's something that's a huge point that I'll probably always keep coming back to because in an effort to know it all and fix it all, sometimes we're, we're just guessing. And I don't want you guys to guess when it comes to pregnancy and postpartum and how women train what, what they're experiencing in their bodies throughout the course of their lifetime and fitness. It's also being used as just support and context for different members of all different kinds of gym environments and studios. So if you're teaching yoga, you have somebody coming in and maybe they just want a consultation. They just want to get a little bit more information on, hey, what poses should I be doing right now? What should I not be doing? Just give them a little bit more education. And that is something that people are consistently paying for because we want to be assured, right? Like I think all of us, both as coaches and athletes want to feel like what we're doing is okay. What we're doing is safe. And maybe some athlete brains are like, whatever, I know what I need to do. I know that this is fine. I'm listening to my body, but as coaches, it's our responsibility to support them and continue the conversation so that they know if they do need help, if they are receptive, they know who to go to. It's also being implemented by doing different workshops and seminars, both locally and abroad. So I love to travel to do seminars. I don't get to do it as often as I would like (laughs) because mom life, but it is something that I've been able to do. And I just, I love getting in front of people and talking. I know for others, that's totally their worst nightmare and that's okay. That's the great thing about this curriculum is that it is implemented in a way that is complementary to what each coach wants to do, what they're comfortable with, what's realistic for their life and just personality. So it can be a small group workshop. Maybe we're just hosting something at a local CrossFit gym or Pilates studio and you have six people come to your class and you're just giving them an an overview of what they need to know about the kind of exercise to do or that they want to do during pregnancy or reintegrating postpartum. And you're the person who's just giving them that education and context. It's a great way to get immersed in your community and give back. And I've done so many different things in my local community where I'll just show up to different like birth and women's health events. And I, you know, just do like a free seminar just so that I'm getting information out there. And that ultimately ends up supporting my business and gets, gets my name out there and things like that. And so I've seen a lot of coaches grow by just getting immersed in community efforts, workshops, seminars, etc. A lot of people are also, maybe if they're not already personal training, they have started personal training and just made this more of their niche um, where they're coaching pregnant and postpartum women. Again, a lot of people just really want that affirmation that I'm doing this right. I'm investing well in my body right now. If we are so willing to spend money on different swaddles and baby monitors and nursing bras, and I don't know, I don't know what else. It's been a while since I've had a baby, but like all these different things that support our pregnancy and our postpartum, I think it's starting to become more of an aha moment to also invest in how you're training right now, whether that's education or the application via a class or workshop or a personal training or even just a consult. So that's been really successful as far as supporting different people in our community. 
And that also goes for remote coaching and training. A lot of people are turning more to the online space to have support getting coaching from the online world and coaches that are able to support them better that way, where it's individual programming that they can do at home or at their own gym. And they have a coach who gets them and they do like remote check-ins. And so we have a lot of coaches who have really shifted to the online space to better reach and support women all over the world. And lastly, I don't know, maybe not lastly, but um, there's just a lot of people who are like, I want this curriculum for myself. Maybe I'm not a coach, but I just, I want to learn more. I want to know more. I have so many friends that come to me and ask questions and yeah, I'm a, I'm an athlete and yeah, I'm pregnant or yes, I had a baby, but I just, I don't know what to tell them. And I want to tell them something right. And so we have a lot of people who have gone through this course, not necessarily for professional development, but more of their their personal development to better support themselves and the different friends and women that they have around them. So that is something that we see too. Also, just practitioners. I've been so overwhelmed and grateful for the pelvic floor physical therapists, the OBGYNs, and just all like chiropractors, all different practitioners that have gone through this course and the curriculum that is offered because then they can act as a dot connector in first line of defense in a whole new way. They might be seeing their their client for something that you know is very specific, but if they have more context to the program design and exercise um, that this athlete wants to do, then they have a better idea of how to how to complement that and the messaging. It's the most important part: the messaging that is associated with helping that athlete return to what she wants to do or train through her pregnancy. Because you guys, it's so much more than exercise modifications. Any any coach, honestly, anyone can come up with a basic modification, right, for an exercise. But we need to ask bigger questions. Why does she want to do this? How is she doing it? And how can I help her get from like A to B and do it in a way that's going to help her keep progressing? Or like, what's the reasoning behind wanting to do this? Just having really hard conversations and being able to provide solid strategy for what she wants to do for where she's at right now. So why do coaches need to get this? You know, are pregnancy and postpartum women a special population? A few years ago, I would have said, yeah, they're a special population, just like training the elderly or, um, you know, any other like niche aspect of the fitness industry. I have since very much shifted my perspective because if you're coaching women, a huge majority of them will go on to be pregnant and will therefore become postpartum. And they're still going to be pursuing their fitness during these chapters. We know that fitness is a healthy aspect of pregnancy and it's encouraged. We don't need to be told that exercise is good. At least the majority of people that that I talk to, you know, that's in my bubble. Like we don't need to be convinced to work out, right? But we do need to be convinced to work out slightly differently. And that's where coaches come into play with this. We're not a special population because the majority of people that are in your in your class right now, even if they're not pregnant or postpartum, they still have vaginas and maybe they still have symptoms that they need some help with. Maybe they need a little bit more guidance around uh, their mindset towards training. There's a time to dial it in and there's a time to take a step back. And do, do we have coaches that really know how to have those conversations? So I've really tried to expand this conversation so much further than 
exercise modifications and do this, don't do that. It is not about that at all. It is really about connecting with the athlete in front of you, learning more about what they want to do, and then helping them do it in a way that makes sense for them right now, keeping in mind what their body actually needs on behalf of their long-term health, fitness, function, et cetera. A pregnant and postpartum woman has an entirely different needs analysis. And that's a basic strength and conditioning term for like, what are their specific requirements for right now with what they're trying to do. So the needs analysis for a pregnant and postpartum woman looks very different than what it was maybe before she was pregnant or maybe like two years postpartum. It has shifted into, okay, we need to preserve in the ways we can. We need to rehab this way. We need to progress here. If she wants to make it back for competition at a year postpartum, then this is what our game plan needs to look like. And so that is an evolving needs analysis. And we need coaches that can really help game plan that out in a way that respects what their body is going through or has recently gone through. And again, there's on social media everywhere, there's nothing but generic and extreme information. They need you to be a middle ground and a trustworthy source. I really believe that coaches are the first line of defense We see athletes through significantly transformative chapters in their life in general, and pregnancy and postpartum is absolutely a critical time to have athletes feel like, yeah, my coach gets me and supports me, and they know what to do with me right now. I can trust them to guide instead of just going and trying to save a workout on Instagram that hopefully I can follow. Because honestly, that is where the majority of people turn to. That's how I've built So much of my business, you guys, is because I was talking about things from a coach voice that wasn't being communicated to them in their gym, by their trainer, in their community, from their friends, et cetera. So, I mean, this is something that I think has to be communicated better in a lot of different fitness environments. So it's a really common experience. Diastasis recti has had a huge swing in awareness or upswing in awareness Pelvic health, you know, we've seen everything from I pee during double unders or in a group of mom friends. Like I just laughed and peed a little, you know, in different memes that go around the internet about motherhood. So we know that there are some common threads and experiences for pregnant and postpartum women. And now you add fitness to that. Do we know how to support their body for what it's experiencing right now in a way that maybe has been typically taboo or confusing? Or just really like, okay, I don't coach that. I don't really know what to do with that. Go somewhere else. There is absolutely a time and a place for referrals, you guys. Like I'm a huge advocate of that. Again, you stay in your zone of genius and you refer out. But there's a lot that we can be that can be done with exercise adjustments and modifications and overall just approach to the exercise and program design that we can do to help women manage diastasis, to help them manage their pelvic health, whether it's incontinence or prolapse, and help them do what they want to do in a way that's not making them worse or making them feel like their exercise is making them worse. Someone with prolapse might be terrified to run, right? What if they want to run? Can you help them learn how to run better in a way that's not aggravating symptoms? If someone has a diastasis, but they're like, I want to get back under the barbell. I want to compete in Olympic weightlifting again. But in order to do that, I'm going to have to hold my breath. I'm going to have to wear a weight belt. I'm going to have to train into a lot of extension. Okay, cool. Let's build to that accordingly. You understand how to manage the diastasis and you understand how to build capacity for what she wants to do. And that is what I want to see from coaches that are working with women, period. 
Like we need to understand that their bodies are different. And this is just one aspect of the changes that their body will experience in life. And if we can understand this, it gives us so much more context for everything else. An example I like to use a lot is if we know how to help somebody rehab from a knee injury or shoulder pain, you know, someone comes up to in class and is like, oh, I had shoulder surgery three months ago, or I kind of hurt my knee on Monday in class. Like we know how to make adjustments for their training. It's very common sense for any coach or trainer or practitioner to know how to help with that, right? Like, okay, we're going to watch your range of motion. Maybe we're not going to do this kind of movement. Let's modify it here. Like we're able to make some adjustments, whether it's in the volume or the form or range of motion. So we know how to do that. That's easy. My wish is that we know how to do that for something as common as pregnancy and postpartum, right? Because modifications are a really great start for coaching pregnant and postpartum athletes. It's great. Athletes need that context. They need to have a library of modifications, but coaches also need context to know why they're suggesting a modification and then when to implement it. Generalizations do not teach. And if we are going to be leaders, and I believe that coaches and practitioners are absolutely leaders. We have to actually teach. We cannot just give generic information and say like, well, good luck. Just listen to your body. Uh, Do what you've always done. Don't lift over X amount of pounds or over X percentage. Like that does not make sense if we are truly teachers and leaders. So what are the repercussions when a coach or gym does not provide informed coaching for pregnant and postpartum women? And this is based off of a lot of different messages and experiences I have heard over the years from my social media, getting feedback there to just different people that I've interacted with locally that I've coached in a lot of different settings. These are the main themes that I've heard about, you know, what's really been disheartening. A lot of people will discontinue their membership if they don't feel supported. They will not trust their coach to guide them. And if there's distrust, they'll, once again, probably discontinue their membership, look elsewhere, et cetera. People do move on to other gyms where they feel like they will be better respected and supported and understood. I see that happen all the time. They'll go online. They'll buy my program. They'll buy somebody else's program where they know, well, at least that person gets me. And you guys, that's great. That's great for my business. But I also understand as a fellow small business owner, like I want to keep my clients. I want to make them happy. The people that have invested in me, like I want to deliver, right? If people are, are giving you their membership every month, you're going to want to support them and you're going to want to keep them. This is hard enough. If anyone as an entrepreneur or a small business owner has worked their butt off to build and gain trust and to hold on to their members. And this is a time in one of your members' lives or your clients' lives where like, it's really easy to want to walk away or it's really easy to get frustrated with your coach or gym or your studio when they're like, well, they just don't really get me right now. I'm just going to go do my own thing. A lot of people get injured. Like, I wish I would have trained differently during my pregnancy. I wish I would have known about diastasis or prolapse or that this was aggravating and I didn't realize that that was a symptom and maybe I should have backed off. I didn't know peeing wasn't normal. Everyone just laughed when girls were peeing, doing double unders. Orthopedic injuries are also really common in pregnancy and especially 
postpartum. So a lot of women get injured postpartum, even if it's something like, oh, I hurt my shoulder, you know, like something that doesn't seem connected to anything else, but it's because a lot of times the culture and our, our fitness culture in general is like, oh, well, just you had the baby, so you're good to go. Like, just kind of take it easy. And we sort of, as a culture, give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. There's this more is better, harder, faster means it's a, a more efficient workout. And it's easy to do too much too soon because in a lot of ways, you even if you trained through your pregnancy, there is a component where recovering postpartum, like there's a deconditioning that happens. You're not moving in the same way. Your body has changed dramatically, yet postpartum, there's almost this uh, message and fitness culture of obviously get your body back. You want to get back into your routine ASAP. You want to look different, feel different, et cetera. And so we see so many different people get injured when they go back to whatever it is that they want to do. Maybe they jump back into Pilates and it's just too much for them. Zumba, too much. Boot camp, too much. CrossFit, too much. Uh, Olympic lifting, too much. We need coaches that really help them reintegrate well or train through their pregnancy really well so that they're not setting themselves up for injury. Moms can't get hurt, guys. I cannot be hurt if I'm trying to take care of my kids. And so we need coaches that really prioritize that kind of deload in some ways and then reintegration and rebuild. This is something that definitely comes up a lot is resentment. And I certainly experienced this because you just, there's so many feelings of, I wish I would have known. I wish somebody would have told me, I wish things were different. And I did what this person told me to do. I followed that program and it just, it didn't make sense for my body. Now that I know what I know, I wish I would have known it then. So much resentment because people are like, this shouldn't be weird. This should be common knowledge. This like women get pregnant and have babies all the time. Why don't we know more? Why are doctors still giving out generic information? Why am I just told you're cleared? Well, cleared for what? And so there's resentment against the medical community. There's resentment against pelvic floor physical therapists that don't know how to progress their client off the table. There's resentment for coaches that are just like, yeah, you're a badass. Just get it, girl. Like without more context of, yeah, you're a badass. Get it, girl. And also this is how you're going to get it. There's just this, this overall feeling in culture of like, God, I wish someone would have told me and given me permission to do things differently or at least provided the education. So then she could make her own informed choice about how she wanted to pursue her training. And now from a coaching standpoint, I just want to put out good information and say, whether you take it or not it's here. You're not going to look at me and say, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't I know that there was other things to consider when it came to training during pregnancy and postpartum? I have it all here. What you do with that is your own choice. And so giving women that autonomy is really critical, but coaches, you have to know, like you have to be that person first in order for those athletes to have autonomy and not have resentment. They need to know that you're giving them the information they need or that you're there if they want it. Another one. And the last one I'll probably talk about is that coaches or gyms can get a really poor reputation. I see that all the time. And that does lead to discontinuing memberships and things like that. But it's like, Hey, like that coach totally sucked. That organization did not get me. They was way too dogmatic. And I just, it does not resonate. And you get a really poor reputation when you do a poor job of supporting your people. And if you're like, hey, 
I'm listening to this podcast. I don't think I want to be a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, but I do want to know who to refer to so that my athletes know that I am supporting them in the way that I can. And I don't want a poor reputation. You can uphold your reputation and your support and your knowledge by just connecting them to the right people and then being collaborative in that effort. So they're not just like, well, oh, you're just getting rid of me. No, it's you and pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach or a pelvic floor physical therapist, like all working together as a team to say like, Hey, this is what she's ready for right now. Oh, do you have an idea? And like, everyone can learn from each other. That is what retains clients. That is what gets buy-in. That is what changes a gym culture. That is what brings really great business. So what can a coach do to better support pregnant and postpartum athletes? I just talked about this, but you can refer out to the appropriate sources, whether that's referring to a great OB that you know of in the area, maybe a good midwife that you know of, pelvic floor physical therapist, or even a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Knowing who is in your community and or who can work remotely is really, really key. Another point is to ask them how you can support them. Say, hey, what do you need from me? Like, how can I help you? How can I support you right now? I know that pregnancy and your reintegration postpartum is like a totally transformative chapter. I know there's a lot of changes and I want to support your fitness. I want to support your mental health. I want to support your life. Like, what can I do? How can I show up for you? Just ask, don't assume, you know, like we all need different things and getting, knowing that a coach is trying, even if it's like a 22 year old guy, you know, like whatever. Sometimes those are the the best coaches is when you're like, you know, I know you're, <laughs> I know you're a 22 year old dude, but I, I'm so appreciative that you even took the time to ask me how you can support me. And like, what does that do? That builds trust, that builds buy-in, that builds a quality reputation of a person and a facility. So just ask you guys, ask how you can support and then learn. That's, that's a big point is you're going, if you don't have people that you're coaching right now that are pregnant or that are postpartum, which I think, unless you're coaching the NFL, you absolutely have people in your life that you can provide fitness context for that are pregnant, will be pregnant, or that have had a baby in their lifetime. That is the majority of people that are in gyms and facilities right now pursuing their own version of fitness. What you can do as a coach is evolve your education, evolve your understanding. You can learn and you can take initiative to understand pregnant and postpartum bodies more. And frankly, just understand women's bodies more as well. I don't remember who said this, but women are not little men. So we do have different training considerations that require different strategies, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Our whole structure is changing. And if we want to support women across their lifetime of uh, fitness and interest and ability, we have to understand these changes and how we can support them. And we do that by continuing our education for the people that we're going to be working with. So you guys, I am so grateful that I've been able to have this conversation. Obviously, I'm sure you can tell by how I speak about this. It's something I care so much about, and I'm incredibly, I'll be forever grateful for the opportunity to connect coach to coach, athlete to athlete, mom to mom in a way that's spreading a message I care I care a lot about. I really believe that we need coaches who get it and that are willing to learn and evolve their leadership, evolve their understanding and just make a difference in their online community and their local community. I have seen this curriculum 
applied in so many unique ways in so many different countries by so many different voices. And it is the most collaborative networked team that I could have ever imagined. And I'm so grateful. I, I wrote my master's thesis on creating like a team culture, um, how to, how to evolve that and implement it. And I never thought I'd actually, you know, really use that in the way that (laughs) I've ended up using it. But the team of pregnancy postpartum athleticism coaches are genuinely the most supportive, most collaborative and connected group of professionals that I've seen. And I hear that all the time. Like people are like, this is so different than anything I've been a part of. And we're all here to support each other and learn from one another. And that's the biggest thing is we're continuing to evolve our education and knowledge and coaching by simply being around like-minded and like-hearted individuals. So if this is something that has resonated with you, please check out the link in the show notes. You can become a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, send it to a coach that you think might benefit from this curriculum. And in general, just if you're not looking to become a coach, or maybe this isn't your thing, but you, you listen to this episode, you will be able to help by passing this information on to somebody who needs it. It will come up. And if nothing else, you can say, hey, check out Brianna Battles, check out Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism. There's so many different resources, free resources, and also programs and and courses that can provide help and context and education for so many different people. And that's what I have worked really hard to build is an umbrella of support. I have a lot of different options and ways that I feel that we can better support my peers, maybe your peers, women that are having children and still pursuing our fitness. It's not one or the other, it's both. And it's now through the rest of our lives. And I I so believe that coaches are that first line of defense that can really be that teammate in this experience that so many women will be going through. Thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you soon. This episode of the Practice Brave podcast was brought to you by Strength.com and their line of clean, natural, and NSF certified for sport nutrition products built by Strength. If you're looking for effective supplements that are safe for pregnancy and breastfeeding, head to Strength.com for 25% off your first order. Use code PRACTICEBRAVE. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Talk to you soon.